it's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. All the things they say should matter, corrupted by the senseless chatter. Welcome back to Transformation Tuesday. This is yours truly, Cecile, with Get Mental Podcast and Get Mental Group. Thank you for being here. Um, You know, I've been thinking about talking about this subject for a while, but I really um, wanted to pause and be thoughtful about it because I don't want to rub people the wrong way. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for being here. And I don't want it to come across as if I'm you know, promoting one party over another. And that's really not my intention. As a therapist, it's been really, and as a human being, it's been really hard for me to witness the kind of banter and um, kind of dysfunctional communication that's happening between um, the left and the right, between our political parties, and how that's trickling down into us as individuals and how we're relating to each other on the streets. So there's a huge psychological process that's going on, okay? It's not just a matter of politics and value. There are a lot of psychological processes going on, and I'm going to try my best to break that down today. And it really boils down to what therapists or mental health professionals call cognitive distortions, okay? Some of you may have heard that term before, um, but it's very common, we all have them, but the trick is to be able to recognize when you have them and to be able to have real tools to redirect that thought. So another way to think about cognitive distortion is faulty thinking, or more simply, thinking errors, okay? So this is when we are misinterpreting a particular person or event or situation and we just run with our narratives without examining them or not want you know not caring to really look at the facts okay so there's a lot of that stuff happening so the first one that I want to address is fear and anxiety okay because there's a lot of that um, that I'm witnessing and it's resulting in a lot of anger and aggression okay and aggression can be verbal it doesn't have to be physical And so the cognitive error or the cognitive distortion that's underneath a lot of this fear and anxiety gone wrong is what we call catastrophizing, okay? So if you think of the word catastrophe, right, that's, you know, a catastrophe, a tragedy, a really awful, horrific event. Well, when in our brain, when we're catastrophizing, what it means is we are always or more often than not assuming the worst case scenario okay so you're always having a very dire fatalistic alarmist view of something and it's usually not in proportion to the actual threat or fear sometimes there isn't even a threat and you're still catastrophizing so for example if you're a hypochondriac and you see like you know a new mole you know on your skin, you, a person who's catastrophizing, will immediately assume, 
or really start to believe that this could be cancer and this could be um, the cause of my death, right? So that's kind of a simple example of catastrophizing. Another one would be if someone says, you know, maybe your partner or your boss says, hey, we need to talk, you know, or I need to talk to you about something. A person who's anxiety, filled with anxiety and tend to, tends, to sorry, tends to catastrophize will start, you know, assuming that it's the worst of why the boss needs to talk to you, right? And we've all been there. We've all um, experienced a level of anxiety that leads to catastrophizing. But what I'm talking about here is a chronic pattern where, where, where it really starts to impact your judgment and the way that you're relating to other people. And I believe that psychologically, that's what's happening to us because of the current political climate. So let's try to apply it to the current political climate, you know? So maybe if you're a liberal and you see Trump talking about something, you might say, oh my God, you know, he's gonna, right? Like with the appointing of, say the, I forgot her name, the, the judge, uh, Barrett Coney, I think. So with, that, with the appointing of this woman, right? A form of catastrophizing is if you are um, actually saying something, you know, or believing that if she gets voted in, you know, um, Roe versus Wade is gonna be completely eradicated. Okay, or that we're gonna go back to prehistoric times and you know, abortion's not gonna be um, supported anymore. Well, you know, it's possible, but it's not probable, okay? There's a difference between possible versus probable. It's not really super rational to be thinking in such extreme terms because, you know, there's there's a lot of um, things that have gone before this woman who has had, for her to just overturn, you know, something that's um, been protected. So you guys have to watch out. That's a form of catastrophizing. And if you leave that unchecked, that can then start to feed in other cognitive errors, you know, other cognitive distortions, such as black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, right? And you see this a lot with our politics of like, one party is right, one party is wrong, you know? And the reality is that's not real life. Real life is gray. It's not black and white, you know? No one is always right and no one is always wrong. I'm gonna repeat that. No one is always right and no one is always wrong. So the way that our parties have, you know, um, perpetuated this discourse, they have modeled and perpetuated cognitive distortions, okay? So a lot of mental health professionals are very frustrated by that because it feeds into the fear and the anxiety, okay? And it's not healthy. So I'm here to try to really help demystify some of these psychological processes that are going on because... If you don't check that fear and that irrational narrative, it's going to build and build and build and build. And the next thing you know, you know, you, you, the worst case scenario, you could be really extreme in some of your beliefs and behaviors, right? That's how radicalization can happen, you know? So I really just thank you, um, Kelly, for uh, agreeing with that. Um, I'm glad that that makes sense. To you and I hope it does to to anyone else who's watching so if we flip that right if we if you're a conservative and you see say Biden talking about you know whatever wearing a mask or uh, 
healthcare reform, right? You might assume that, oh my God, he's going to, um, you know, uh, improve this system, but it's going to affect my, whatever, my healthcare situation, right? The thing is like, I don't think both parties literally want to make the country worse off than what it is. Okay, like just take a step back and uh, distance yourself for a second from your political affiliation and just think about this in a more objective way, right? Do you think like people in office wake up with a vow to say, you know what, today I'm going to see how I can screw up America, okay? You know what, today I'm going to see how I can uh, really like um, make this country worse than it is. No, they both have good intentions, right? Again, no one's always bad and no one's always good, right? Somewhere in between is, you know, what we're, we're going for. We don't want to be extreme. That's the fear I'm personally having is that there's this extreme kind of polarization that's happening and they're largely fueled by cognitive errors, okay? These are psychological processes. I cannot stress that enough. Um, so, I talked about catastrophizing, okay, when you always think the worst, when you always have um, such a fatalistic, alarmist view of things. And, you know, we, and our polit politicians are in, in, to some extent, of feeding into that when they feed us the fear. And both parties are doing that, you know. Um, so you really have to be critically minded, okay. The other cognitive distortion is the all or nothing, right? One party's tendency to think that their way is better than the other person's way and that they're right and the other party's wrong. Again, once you start seeing that, that's when you want to be more critical, you know? Um, the other thing I want to talk about is called belief superiority. That's another cognitive distortion, okay? And this is where you're seeing this a lot, again, with both parties, is one party believing that their beliefs and position and opinion about something is more superior or more morally sound than another party's, the other parties, right? So that, again, is just simply not true. That's the problem that we're having these days is that we no longer know how to disagree and not take it so personally. We no longer, which again, which by the way, is another cognitive error, is personalization when you are making everything about you, right? So that's, that can easily be, um, th these are things that are traps that, mental traps that are easy for us to fall prey on if you are not having an objective eye, you know? Which brings me to the next cognitive distortion. Emotional reasoning, okay? Emotional reasoning. Seriously, guys, like if I busted out the entire cognitive error list, you know, you're going to see how many of these cognitive distortions are present in our country and in our everyday interactions and exchange with people, you know, especially because of the political climate. So emotional reasoning is when just because you feel it, you think it's true, right? Like just because you feel that the world is unjust, you start to just operate from that belief without really any hard data or evidence or you disqualify the positive. That's another cognitive distortion, right? It's like a cognitive error party. I'm just making a lot of the, the situation, but honestly, like it is very concerning to me, like I said, as a therapist and as a human. 
Um, and I really want to empower you guys and equip you with real ways to to approach this, to to move through this chaos and um, conflict that we're all experiencing at the local level, right? So what did I say? Um, yeah, discounting the positive, you know? A lot of that is happening, especially as it relates to maybe um, the current president's achievements. The, le uh, the right, <laughs> sorry, the left, sorry. This is how kind of neutral I really try to be. The, uh, the left doesn't really want to give the right, specifically President Trump, any positive kudos. Well, you already know from that point of view that that's not objective. That's not right. That's not factual, you know, because again, no one is always right and no one is always wrong. And going back to the premise, unless you're truly evil, nobody wakes up and goes, I'm going to F up America today and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure all the people in this country are screwed. You know, no party, no politician, I truly believe, is intending to do any of that. So we need to be careful and we have a responsibility. It's not just up to the politicians, guys. That's another thing I want to, you know, if I can get on my, my high horse here is we can't keep waiting for them to change over there for us to have a different experience. You know, we are equally responsible for our thoughts, our behaviors, and our choices and how we choose to treat somebody who may not share the same opinion as us. That's what this country is built upon. That's what democracy means, okay? And that's actually healthy for us psychologically. It all goes hand in hand. It's healthy for us to be able to hold space for somebody else who we don't agree with or when we're in conflict with somebody. And to really bring that point home, when it's the people you love, it's even more important because that's what a real relationship is. That's one of the the ingredients of a healthy, loving, intimate relationship with your friends, with your family, with significant others, you know? So, um, yeah, thank you. Kelly says, yes, we have to be the change with love. Yes, I'm actually, I was going to talk about that a little later, so I'm going to just address that now. Oftentimes, when we have cognitive errors and they're chronic, we're really looking at a situation through the filter of fear and anger and hate, okay? It's very different when you're looking at a situation through the eyes of love, through the lens of curiosity and compassion, through the eyes of open-mindedness. That's what's missing. That's what's missing, guys. We need to go back to the drawing board and figure out where did we go wrong, you know? Um, how did this come to be? And it's not, again, it's not just the politicians. It's us engaging in this behavior and, you know, not being personally responsible for the impact we're having on another human being, right? It's not okay. It's completely dysfunctional. And again, as a therapist, really concerns me because we're perpetuating this on each other, you know? And it's traumatizing. That's the other thing. Like, as a trauma therapist, I'm like, oh, Lord, we're never going to run out of a job. You know, here I am down here trying to, like, help people with trauma, but then all this other kind of macro trauma keeps happening, which is why I, we have Get Mental, because I kind of want to address it in my lifetime as best as I can on all kind of, all, all sides. But back to the topic, okay? 
When we have a lot of cognitive errors, we're looking at the world through the eyes of fear, anger, hate, because that's what perpetuates cognitive errors, okay? Um, that's what perpetuates anxiety, you know, fear. And some anxiety is healthy, okay? Don't get me wrong. If a train is about to hit you, you better get out of the way, right? Like, we need healthy doses of fear. But right now, I feel like it's a little, it's a little, it's a bit much, basically. We're, we're all kind of off, you know? And what's feeding into that are these cognitive errors. So I'm going to recap. Catastrophizing, that's when you're thinking the worst. All or nothing thinking or black and white thinking, that's when you're exactly that. Always thinking one is right, one is wrong. You know, one is, um, uh, if somebody did it one time, that means they must be a racist, for example, right? Like if somebody said an insensitive comment, then that must mean that they're like that all the time. Like usually people are not, you know, and trust me, I've been doing this work for a long time, working with real human beings. Like I've barely met anybody who's truly pathological and sociopathic. I mean, that's like a small number of the population, okay? So we need to be careful how we characterize each other and our politicians and just one another. You know, it's very, very dangerous, um, the path that we're all going on. So, and I worked in jails. And even then, there was hardly anybody that I met who was truly like freaking a Charles Manson, okay? So just make sure, you know, you're, you're staying open to what is really happening. Um, the other catastrophe, uh, sorry, cognitive error is the belief superiority, right? And the emotional reasoning and the overgeneralizing. So the overgeneralizing, I don't think I really talked about that a whole lot. That's it. That is when, um, like I said, when one thing happens, you generalize that everything else this person is going to do or say is going to be whatever this thing is that you didn't like them doing. Okay. So we're really starting to lose our objectivity. We're really starting to lose our critical thinking. We're really starting to lose a level of compassion, you know, and we're starting to dehumanize our politicians and each other, okay? It's really, really concerning. That's why I'm going out on a limb and talking about this. Um, and I know some people, you know, especially people in my family are probably not going to be very happy with some of what I'm saying, but, you know, I, I believe so much in what I'm talking about here as far as the cognitive errors that we're all exhibiting in, uh, in one form or another, okay? So facts versus feelings. That's the other way you wanna think about cognitive errors. If you do not have any evidence, not evidence that you think is evidence, okay? But real factual, uh, like 100% evidence that, um, thank you, Kelly, that what you believe is true, then you need to reserve a space for curiosity and for someone else's point of view, you know? And a lot of times when we're not open-minded like that, when we're so critical of someone else's point of view that because they don't believe in us, it's because it threatens our sense of safety, okay? Here's the psychological process there. It threatens our sense of safety. The more something we value is up for grabs, and I feel like that's what's happening in our election right now, the more that our survival, our fight or flight, you know, mechanism, our survival mechanism kicks in and it wants to hold on, you know, to, to this sense of safety. 
And we need to, and this is where therapists can also help because some of that is rooted in, you know, past stuff, right? We need to be able to ground ourselves and look at the facts and self-soothe and self-regulate and have our, have our adult self doing the talking to this other person whose opinion you may not like. Okay, so I'm kind of oversimplifying this, but in therapy, that's kind of what I, that, well, that's not kind of, that is what I do. I help people separate and unblend from these parts that are feeling this and feeling that. And, you know, and when we tap into the higher self, the wise self, core energy, it never fails. There is always that place in us that has love and compassion, but it's hard to access when the fear is prominent, when you are looking at a situation or a person through the eyes of fear and cognitive errors. But once we start to kind of work on some of those parts, your true nature comes out, you know? We all just wanna be seen, heard, and feel safe at the end of the day. And that's true regardless of political party or affiliation, you know? And so we are gonna be much better off if we learn how to, you know, disagree and you don't have to like the person, but you sure do have to respect them, right? Like treat somebody the way you wanna be treated. You know, some of these values have gone out the window, okay? And again, back to the subject today, my opinion on that is because there's a lot of cognitive errors going on. We don't know what it's like to be intellectually humble anymore, you know? Um, we're like so defended, you know? We feel like we have to like win this argument and we have to be right. And if you find yourself doing that, just take a step back and remind yourself that that's because there's a deeper psychological process happening. Your system is feeling threatened, okay? There's something about what's happening that's creating th a real sense of insecurity, you know, and uns uh, un unsafeness in you, okay? And it's gonna be really important to be able to evaluate the likelihood of this happening versus the likelihood of that happening, right? So for example, I got really scared a couple of days ago about all the riots and I was worried and I still have a sense of worry that it's going to get worse. Is that irrational? No, right? That's kind of a normal healthy reaction, right? But I started entertaining like moving out of the country, you know, and in my opinion, that's pretty extreme, okay? So that's what I mean by like watching your cognitive distortions, because when I started catastrophizing, that's when I realized, you know, oh wow, I'm thinking pretty extreme here. I'm thinking pretty all or nothing, right? So there's ways and skills that you guys can learn and strategies to kind of support yourself. And if you need help, please consider um, working with a therapist who does this. And what I talked about today is called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. It's not the be all and end all, but in this kind of situation and context of what I talked about, it can be really, really, really helpful in helping you move through this uh, political climate with more grace and more compassion and more peace, right? It's stressful, you know, when you, you when you, when you, are so invested in your belief and you're so invested in everyone else agreeing with you. That takes a lot of energy and it can be really toxic. So um, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this was informative. Um, again, you know, please consider getting some support for this or 
committing, committing to a little bit more curiosity. You know, when you see a slogan or a shirt that may not be sitting well with you, we all have those triggers, okay? Take a deep breath and go, you know what? They get to believe what they believe, okay? I am going to show up in love, okay? That's still gonna be the most powerful change agent in the world, okay? Uh, yes, politics is important because po what happens in politics affects us on a personal level. But since we don't have a whole lot of control over there, you have control over here. Over here, over here, over here, okay? It's how we make each other feel. That is what's going to sustain our society and our country. So please set the intention to be more curious, to be more respectful, to pause before you speak, and to maybe get some support if you have a pattern of wanting to be right all the time, or if some of these things are really destabilizing for you, Talk to someone about it. I was working with a 65-year-old man and, you know, it's gotten him really depressed, which I can understand that, right? But when we broke it down, it really fed into a lot of his all-or-nothing thinking. And when we started unpacking that and giving him some tools and self-care strategies and ways to kind of correct the thinking, he felt more empowered. He could coexist with the people, his neighbors, um, that he didn't agree with, okay? So... That's my message to you guys today. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, for the feedback, for the encouragement. Um, I usually don't talk about politics, but I feel that, you know, as a mental health platform, um, our politics have sparked a new type of discourse among us and is now really starting to affect people psychologically. And, you know, a lot of the times now I'm seeing and supporting people because of politically induced or related psychological stress. So I feel like as the election is approaching, it's probably gonna, you know, this is probably gonna be a more common thing in therapy rooms. So again, thank you. And like I always say, be well, be gentle, get mental, because we all have issues. We all wanna be seen and heard. And let's give each other a little bit more benefit of the doubt, okay? Love to all. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. So I try.